0: McLean, corner.
1: You're listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner podcast with your host Andy Plymer
0: For someone to explain
1: bringing you up-to-date coaching concepts from the world of rugby. Sharing ideas to make the game better.
2: Okay, thanks everyone for joining me again. Um, just a little heads up about this episode with Graham Moffat. Uh, this one's been in the can for a little while and um, we had a few episodes kind of jump in in front of it. So I introduced it as episode number 20. It's actually number 22. Uh, and a lot, lot's gone on for, for Graham since recording this. Um, two two main things are pretty cool for, for Moff is, uh Number one, he was uh, recently announced as the, the official assistant coach for the... Canadian National Senior Men's Team. And number two, he also received Coach of the Year Award for Rugby Canada, which is a pretty prestigious award and uh, a nice reflection of uh, his hard work and the work he's been doing um, regionally with the Wolfpack, but also with the Canadian National Team uh, leading up to it. So great chat with Moff. I learned a bunch and uh, already putting some of the stuff into play that uh, we talked about. So hope you enjoy it and uh, look forward to hearing from you if you have any questions or feedback or Ratings via iTunes. All right, cheers. Bye for now. All right, welcome to episode number 20 of the Rugby Coaches Corner. I'm your host, Andy Plymer, and I'm joined today by Graham Moffat. Originally from Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, Graham played and worked for Currie RSC in the Scottish Premier Division, uh, and then he moved to Canada in 2010 to be Director of Rugby uh, for the club side, uh, the Calgary Hornets. Uh, He spent four seasons with them uh, before moving into his current role as Director of Rugby for Rugby Alberta. Uh, he's the head coach of the Prairie Wolfpack, uh, who are the current CRC champs, and has had roles uh, with Canada as the under twenty assistant coach, the senior men's uh, skills coach at the uh, the two thousand and fifteen Rugby World Cup, and he was just come back from being uh, the attack coach for the Canada senior men's team in the two thousand and sixteen Americas Rugby Championship. Uh, it's a pleasure to have him on the show, so welcome, Graham. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Yeah, good thanks mate, yourself? Yeah, good, good battling on. Um, so, um, bit of been a quite quite a busy few years there for you. Um, do you want to go into a bit more detail into your backstory and your, your coaching and playing?
0: Yeah, sure. I can, <clears throat> um, you know, as you said, originally from Edinburgh, I played uh, pretty much all my rugby for uh, Curry Rugby Club. Mm-hmm. That was my kind of home team. I played there from a from a young age. My dad was a coach there, so we are always around the rugby club with him and kind of just got immersed in the rugby culture from there. Um, kind of stopped playing kind of through injury when I was relatively young
2: yeah
0: um, and went to uh, just kind of kind of pursue coaching a bit and kind of dropped down to a club called uh, Forrester rugby club and became a player coach with them with a with a friend of mine which was a lot of fun and yeah. kind of found my love of the game again and then uh, moved on and coached a club called uh, Stuarts Melville rugby club we were yeah. in the kind of premier two division and and uh, you know, then kind of got promoted up to Premier One, so kind of lucky to have that coach. role quite a big club, and they took a bit of a gamble and a point in appointing a 25-year-old head coach. So it was, uh, you know, it was good. And then I moved to Canada in 2000, uh, 2010. Had four great years with the Hornets. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, just managed to uh, manage to kind of move on to the Rugby Alberta job and do some work with Rugby Canada.
2: Yeah, and you had a family in the meantime, there. I can hear the little fella uh grunting away there yeah yeah no
0: for sure uh, i work from home so uh the office says, uh, sometimes has a few distractions and a few challenges
2: <laughs> that's all good yeah we just had our third now so i totally get it and uh congratulations yeah, yeah cheers cheers um all right so what's what's your what's your day look like as director of rugby for alberta i'm sure there's some differences uh with the off season and in season
0: yeah i think uh you know you know, it's a lot of fun. I see I work. I work from home, so it kind of usually starts with I uh, walking down the stairs, going to the desk, and getting the coffee on. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, having a bit of flexibility is good. It's uh, it's definitely not your traditional nine to five job. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's um, <clears throat> no, it's good. we got a, we're kind of quite ambitious here. You know, we want to um, we want to be the kind of leading province in Canada in terms of player and coach development by mm-hmm. kind of 2019. So that kind of uh, drives most of uh, most of the stuff that we do. You know, I think sometimes we, uh, you know, we get distracted, you know, around you know some stuff that's maybe, you know, not that important, and we kind of get caught doing, you know, things that don't really help us get to our goal. So just trying to stay disciplined, you know, kind of time blocking, making sure that we're uh, working towards what we're trying to achieve, you know, and uh, you know, and to be honest, the in season and the off seasons uh just as busy at the moment. You know, we've got a lot of off season programs, big focus on coach development and player development, you know, re- referee development, and just trying to make sure we have a much stronger infrastructure. Mm. So that's a, that's our kind of main goal, you know, we've got, um, we've got two sub-unions here, so we've kind of worked closely with the two sub-unions, the Calgary Rugby Union and the Edmonton Rugby Union, yep. and uh, you know, just trying to make sure that we all kind of get aligned in, in the direction that we're going, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, last year we facilitated kind of 26 teams I think, okay. so that definitely uh, kept us on our toes, and yeah. thankfully i got an assistant starting on tomorrow, which will be good,
2: oh, so nice, nice. that'll
0: that's help, uh, help uh, ease things a little bit.
2: And so is there, um, in the off-season, do you have, uh, is there academy work going as well if you're younger athletes?
0: Yeah, so we run a kind of player development program, which we uh, centralize our players for one weekend a month, you know, kind of from October through till end of April. Yeah. Just to kind of track them a bit, see what they're doing. We bring in some, uh, you know, some guest coaches, and we run it alongside our coach development program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, been, you know, I've been really lucky. We've had some great presenters, Mick Byrne, you know, the All Black Skills coach, Kieran Crowley you know, Mike Shelley, um, Dave Butcher, I've had a number of different uh, different great coaches that come in, work with the coaches, then run practical workshops with their players as well. So, right. you, know, it's been, you know, it's been good. Um, a lot of our kind of senior players around here like to give back. So fortunate enough to have guys like, you know, Gordon McCrory, Hubert Byrins, uh Kyle Gilmore have all kind of done coaching stints. And uh, a lot of our provincial coaches that, you know, that have kind of been around for a while and do a great job. And, you know, some excellent international players that we can pull back in. So, you know, that program's, a lot of fun, and it's uh, you know it's kind of doubled in size from last year, which is good. And then uh, along with that, we've got three academies that run one in kind of you know uh, Calgary and then Central and then Edmonton, so we have them running uh, three times a week. Right. So it's uh, yeah, it's good.
2: Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Okay, and uh, in the summer you're the you're the head coach of the the Wolfpack. Um, that's a that's a regional program. What's a what's a bit of a description of that program, and you know some of the st- challenges and the strengths uh, that 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 program possesses.
0: Yeah, you know the Wolfpacks. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to come on as a development coach in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Shelley and Quentin Fife were two really good coaches were heading the program up. But you know, um, you know Mike uh, went on to a position with Rugby Canada and kind of Q uh, was doing some stuff with the sevens and uh, kind of got busy in his real life, so kind of took a back step. So uh, Colin Jeffs came in as the head coach in 2012. Yeah, kind of was a head coach 2012-13, and then I kind of took over in uh, 2013. Fourteen or fifteen, yeah, two thousand fourteen is the head coach. So, it's uh, I still work with Cole now. You know, he's based in Australia, but we've got a really good relationship, and uh, he's a great bloke. So, delighted that he kind of keeps coming back to work with us. That's oh, sweet. Uh, challenge wise, you know, we got a uh, we're trying to pull three provinces together. You know, like Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. So, geographically, you know, it's quite a big, uh, quite a, quite a lot of land to to kinda cover. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> and uh, you know, we've got a lot of our players are kind of based out on the coast, or have been based overseas. So, yeah, we're just trying to. We've got bodies everywhere, really. So just kind of make sure we keep in touch and keep a good relationship with them, and track them. And then uh, we generally pull the guys together for a pull the guys together for um, you know a camp prior to the competition.
2: Mm, right. And so um, I, I've seen I've seen you guys wearing your wolf shirts, wolf print shirts, and all that kind of stuff. So there's obviously a good, uh, pretty solid culture in the group, and, uh, and the identity of the of the team is pretty important.
0: Oh, it's awesome! It's tons of fun, you know. They're a really good bunch of really good bunch of guys, you know. Kind of all the players and the management. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to be around, and I think that's that's important. You know, it's not it's not professional rugby, but it's a, it's their pathway into Canada. Mm. And uh, certainly for us, you know, with the challenge, the geographical challenges we have, we got to put a real emphasis on creating the right environment, and the right culture for the players to, for you know, the kind of players to perform. You know, and uh, that's been it's been it's a ton of fun. They've got the wolf tees which they love, and they howl and. You know, we've got some real characters and strong leaders in there which have driven it, you know. Yeah, which is awesome. so,
2: yeah, you had, you had a win last year, so that, that's <laughs> uh, it's got to be big for the program. First, first time,
0: yeah, it's been a long time coming, you know. We've been kind of working away quite hard here, and it's just uh, you know, the boys have been putting a lot of effort in and things like that we've got a lot of them kind of coming through, so it was nice to finally uh, to finally win one and to do it at home made it extra special,
2: yeah, absolutely, that's great. Um, okay, so on to Rugby World Cup. You're you fortunate enough to go as a, the skills coach for the the Rugby Canada senior men's team. Um, what was that experience like? It obviously would have been awesome. Um, and what were your kind of day-to-day roles in those position in that position?
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. It was a, it was a phenomenal experience. You know, I was kind of sitting at home and Kieran called me just to ask uh, asked if I'd be available to travel. They had one kind of spot left on the. You know, on the kind of for, for coaches mm. or on the management team, so he was looking for a skills coach and somebody to do some work with a GPS. So, um, you know, I was kind of once I got the green light, my uh, my partner was was pregnant at the time and we were due on the 5th of October. Oh man, so um, <laughs> you know, I had to make sure I had the green the green light. She yeah, uh, she understood she played for the women's national team at 50s and 7s, so kind of understood thankfully for me. So, uh, yeah, that's that's great. But, yeah, but it was awesome, you know, kind of just the just the kind of people we're meeting, you know, the kind of you know, the people were meeting, the players, the environment, everything was outstanding, definitely the best environment I've ever been in, and, uh, you know, a great bunch of coaches to work with as well, you know, some really good coaches, and it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, day to day, you know, just kind of looking at, you know, my kind of, most of my stuff was at the beginning and end of sessions with players, but also as well, just kind of collaborating with the coaches, so if we had a session on attack, you know, we'd maybe have, would have three skill stations that would integrate into that session, if we had a, defensive session would have three skill stations within there which would integrate off the session was based around contact, would have three contact stations. So I just kinda of working with the coaches, coordinating and you know, kinda of look at the games and what are kinda of some of our key focus areas would be, you know, in the build up to the game that week.
2: Oh, that's great. And that's uh that's an awesome sacrifice that you that your partner made there to um let you head off while uh, she did all the all the heavy lifting and that's uh that's pretty pretty awesome
0: Uh, thankfully i got home just
2: in time oh great that's awesome (laughs) all right um and and now you you recently uh came back from the uh america's rugby championship that was a you know a new tournament up and running this year and you're the the attack coach for the senior men again um bit of a different looking senior man because none of the uh, professional players were involved but uh so what what was that experience like uh francois ratier was heading it up and uh how'd that go
0: yeah, it was good. You know, I think it was. Uh, we had a really good, uh, really good kind of relationship with the coaches that were in place. It was good to have Francois head it up, and you know, Mike Shelley and Jamie Cudmore. You know, it was obviously Chris Silverthorne. So it was, uh, it was a lot. It was good, really good working with them guys. You know, for me, I really enjoyed kind of getting my teeth into something. You know, kind of always been in you know primarily support roles. So to kind of have a you know a bit more responsibility and mm. and I kind of look after team attack was you know was a lot of you know was a lot of fun and just trying to make sure we you know kind of matched up our. You know, our style of play, or what we're trying to achieve, with a kind of profile of the team that we had, you know. So just uh, you know, a fair bit of work going into it, looking at our players and things of like that. And you know, thankfully, we kind of scored a few tries, which always uh, always make always a good result. So
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, what are, what what were the the kind of attack profiles of the, of the team, and and what how did you try to maximise or benefit that?
0: Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, it's just kind of trying to shift our mindset. And I think sometimes we. Uh, you know, I think rugby is like a big game of British Bulldogs, to be honest. Mm. You know, we just attack obvious space and then, you know, try and find some weak links and, you know, then try and manipulate a bit of space. So, you know, for me, I kind of tied it right back into that and just trying to really shift our mindset that we have to go out and score tries and just giving the players as many opportunities as we could to score tries in training and, and all the little conditioned games and things that we did. So when we came to the game, we were kind of more comfortable and uh, you know, more equipped to, to find, find opportunities when they, you know, when they arose.
2: Yeah, I like I like that. That's a really good, um, really good piece there. Like we often spend so much time on, you know, what do we do at the breakdown? What do we do with catch pass? What do we do with ball in contact and tackle? But yeah, what do we do to actually score a try? It's kind of a, a fairly key piece of the game, eh?
0: Yeah, it's uh, I and mean, when you kind of look at you know the rugby stuff and you look at some of the you know, it's not you know when you look at some of the trends you know across different competitions, you know there's there's not as many phases as we probably think and. You know, maybe the tries are coming from different sources of possession and we you know, maybe we spend time coaching. So
2: Yeah. So what yeah, I was gonna go on to that. Um what what are some of the, the key sources of possession in attack that, that coaches need to need to be thinking about and tying into their in their sessions?
0: I mean I mean just for me looking at the teams I've been involved in coaching, you know, and you know, when, where we were getting our, our possession from, it's kind of quite interesting to kind of sit and you know, review some of your session plans. With versus where sources of tries are coming from, mm. was a, that was a kind of big shift for me. So you obviously, say like your yeah, average, uh, average of only th- three phases per try, you know, and how often do we spend, you know, trying to build a big multi-phase game? Mm, exactly, you know? yeah. And a lot of tries are coming within 10 to 20 seconds, so you know, let's let's train it, you know, for that period of time and be really fast and you know aggressive with it, you know, and then just kind of looking at where where the sources of possession are coming from. There's a lot of tries from lineouts. A lot of tries from turnovers, and a lot of tries from kick receipts. When I was looking at my coach, he wasn't you know, spending probably enough time on turnover and kick receipts. Mm. It was, uh, you know, it probably should have been. So, yeah,
2: so. I, I think they and I, yeah, I think I know from my personal experience, definitely have undercoached uh, turnover ball. Uh, uh, that's that's really interesting, and we we tend to, I think, exactly what you say, like, you know, coach this multi-phase kind of game where we're going to link up twenty phases of the game, but then looking at the actual game and what happens and it is a different story
0: yeah, yeah so. no definitely I think you know if you look at our kind of results in ARC you know, I think we scored 25 tries in five games and I think we got the most tries in the tournament off a turnover ball oh wow great which was uh, you know which was good and uh, you know a kind of interest is that we kind of scored the most tries off scrums as well you know and I think that's kind of probably doing the work we've done around the scrum and you know how, how quickly we're trying to move the ball from that platform and Try to play with it instead of just scrummaging for penalties.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an attitudinal thing, like you're saying too, that needs to needs to be changed in a team before you can you can go that direction. So, how did how did you apply this knowing knowing that most tries are scored within ten to fifteen, ten to twenty seconds? They come off turnover ball, um, S- counter attack, uh, lineouts. How how was that incorporated mm-hmm. into your session? Like if you did a 20 minute attack session. How would that look?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of you know we kind of just something I did with the Wolfpack. I'll kind of share a couple of years ago. We were always looking at different ways to try and to try and win the championship because we're all kind of runners up. And uh, one thing we did is we went to the end result first, which was scoring tries. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time on one v ones and you know things like that, using some good footwork, finishing off opportunities. Then we went back to line breaks. You know how often do we spend time on line breaks? In know in the World Cup, we made a lot of line breaks. We didn't, but we didn't finish on a lot of them. So, you know, go back to you know went back to the line breaks, trying to score off the line break, and then we went to a phase play, and then uh, and then we kind of focused more on the set piece after that. And uh, I think you know what we uh, what we focused on amplified. You know, we scored a lot of tries, but our set piece wasn't as strong as it should have been. So, you know, just trying to get a, a get a balance between the two. But yeah, I think you know definitely playing off line breaks, trying to score tries, getting support around the ball are kind of key. You know, for us to kind of doing know what we wanted to do, and then just spend more time if we are attacking and there is a mistake or a turnover, just let the turnover play out. Mm. It's an attack session or a defence session, and, and give the opp- players other you know the opportunity to kind of score.
2: Yeah, and that that then creates a teaching moment as well.
0: Yeah, there's some of the there's some of the big things also for us. It was just conditioning the conditioning a lot of games for us to kind of promote the things we wanted to see. You know, a lot of mismatch, kind of touch, a lot of overload games you know, things like that, you know, just trying to get us to see where the space is. So just putting different constraints on the defense and trying to make sure that our, uh, you know, our kind of attack could uh, identify space or identify mismatches. That's yeah. kind of where we spent a fair focus, a fair amount of our time.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I like the way that you, you deconstruct it rather than, you know, starting with big picture, go to go to the little, little parts of it and, and build from there. You can you can tie all that stuff in too into warm ups and cool downs and it's continual learning.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, def- yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know, it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of fun as well. And I think too as well that kind of has to come across in our coaching as well. You know, like we want to empower the players and we want them to kind of take risks and you know be ambitious. You know, so we have to coach that way. You know, I can't be verbalizing one message, but my all my actions suggest something else. You know, so making sure that my profile is consistent when we're on the field too. Mm,
2: yeah, absolutely. Alright, um so if someone was to come along and watch a session coached by you, what what's some of the things they're gonna see in here? Obviously, uh, by the sounds of it a lot of a lot of game situations.
0: Yeah, no for sure, a lot of games. I think the game's the you know the game's the best teacher, you know, and uh I think for us in Canada, you know, particularly in Alberta here, we don't uh, we've got a long off season. Mm. You know, there's no uh no real rugby here from, you know, October through to May, so you know, we need the, we need the games and we gotta we've gotta got have the, the game coaching us or teaching us you know all the things we need to we need from it so we we'll would see a lot of games for sure you know uh, hopefully I'm gonna enjoy myself as well because I think people do what people see yeah want our players to enjoy the session so I want to enjoy the session as well and hopefully a positive upbeat attitude is what you'll get um, in terms of structure you know some individual warm up time give the players something to do. Uh, you know, to look after, prepare themselves, and then into some uh, you know, a little quick little handling decision making exercise before going into some form of condition game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we've done the condition game, we'll have some a skill wheel depending on the focus of our session, and then we'll go into scenarios, making sure that we're uh, you know, we're applying the skills that we're learning into our into our kind of team structure. Yeah. No, that's so that's right. kind of primarily what you'd see, or you know, for the majority of sessions.
2: Yeah, okay, and and what's your favorite area of the game to coach? Uh, probably, I'm probably guessing attack.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit I really like about the game. You know, looking at looking at tries, and you know, there's obviously there's so much uh, access to footage now, you know, so we can really have a look at what's going on across the different competitions, you know, across the world and what's working well and things like that. So that's definitely my favorite part is we're trying to look at where tries are coming from, and you know, I think uh we had the great quote is a good coach's copy. Great coaches steal, so we're yeah. just trying to steal as much as we possibly can from from somewhere else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, we're 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 recording this podcast just after, um, I think, a day after that. Um, rugby Canada has announced a new coach. New new coach Mark Anscombe has just been announced. Um, what from your experience, uh, what what are you seeing? Uh, are going to be some of the strengths and challenges that face uh, Canadian rugby um, uh, in the next coming years?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, firstly, you know, Kieran Crowley's done a great job over the last eight seasons and, you know, kind of really him well over in Italy. Yeah, for sure.
2: You
0: know, I think, you know, I think he was probably ready for a change and, you know, sometimes a change is good. So I think, you know, and, you know, for Mark, you know, we can obviously want to see Mark succeed and we want to kind of make sure that everybody in Canada wants to see the national team succeed and, know, if we can, you know, build some good relationships with the provinces and, you know, some of the regions, we can really start to all kind of align ourselves and, and move in the same direction you know i think uh started you know we have got to spend more time on development i think in uh you know in canada you know yeah. particularly around the provinces the, the the unions and there's a lot of guys working really hard which is great we just probably need more of it and then you know just some guidance as to you know the you know how the national team are trying to play and develop and make sure that we're kind of make sure we're gearing, gearing all our all our efforts towards that you know i think uh, we sometimes get a bit um you know, Solar we kind of just kind of worry about our club or whatever, and not look at the big picture. Mm. So we can have people to support two or three teams, not just their club team. You know, if they can support the club, the province, and the national team. Then we'll uh, then we'll be in a pretty good position. Absolutely.
2: All right. Cheers for that, Moth. And um, we always end the show with uh, the same four questions. When you were a kid growing up, who was, who was your favourite player or players to to watch running around?
0: Um, when I was a young fella. I used to really like watching uh, watching New Zealand play. And I used to really like watching Frank Bunce. Yep. Um, yeah. I kind of always played centre, so I kind of always a guy that I'd really looked up to and kind of wanted to try and play a bit like. Um, obviously not in my position, but a guy I thought was you know awesome and a great character for the game was Keith Wood. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, you look at some of when as a boy watching some of the Living with the Lions videos and things like that. You know, it was great to see him and how he conducted himself, and that was that was fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, he changes the game for the, for that position too. <laughs> All right, and what about uh, what about current players now? Who do you like?
0: So many, so many awesome rugby players out there, you know, which is which is great. But I think you know one guy that sticks out for me at the moment is Ben Smith. Yeah, you know, he's doing but I think he's just a really good rugby player, and you know, he's a phenomenal under the high ball and his decision making, his ability to beat defenders and break the line. He's probably a guy that sticks out for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's he's
2: excellent for sure. Okay, <laughs> and uh, what about what about uh, some high profile coaches that that, uh, that you like what they're doing and uh, maybe learnt, learnt from them or from afar or, or close up?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, initially a guy that had a big influence on in my kind of coaching was a guy called Rob Moffat. He used to kind of be the Edinburgh coach. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with him. He's a really top bloke and would happily share. And I was fortunate to have a really good boss that would free up my teaching timetable when I worked at the college to go and uh, spend some time with, uh, with Edinburgh Rugby. So really enjoyed my time with him. You know, still keeping contact with him regularly. He's a good bloke. Um, Gregor Townsend I think, is thinks another good coach he's done yeah, some really sure. good things. Phenomenal stuff at Glasgow and you know, I'm fortunate to spend a few days at Glasgow and I was back home last Christmas and it was great to kinda of work with these guys. And then uh, I think, you know, from a high profile standpoint, I think Wayne Smith's uh, a guy I'd love to spend a lot of time, ta- you know, time with and ask him a lot of questions. he's uh, been really innovative and done some great things with every program he's been involved in.
2: Yeah, well, like Wayne Smith for sure and um Gregor Townsend. I i he put something out on Twitter the other day which I really like that you know that they, as a coach, he 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 ranks um, not not just the scoreboard as a way of seeing if a team's doing well, but but what they're learning and how they're improving. It's uh, it's a good little message just to say don't you know don't just focus on whether you're winning or losing. Um, you know players have to get better and have to have to be learning to to get that you know prize at the end. Focus on that process rather than the, that outcome at the end.
0: Yeah, they seem to have a real big, uh, you know, good culture around kind of growth mindset and, de- mm. and learning and developing, which is, you know, which I think is really important. And you what's know, like the old quote is that sometimes you win and sometimes you learn.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Great. Okay, and who's someone uh, in your community who's uh, doing some good work that you, you feel deserves a shout out?
0: Yeah, we've got a lot of really good uh, really good coaches out here kind of working really hard. You know, we're, we're lucky we get about 100 coaches come out to a development session kind of that's once great. a month, which is great. You know, and I think uh, a couple of guys stand out for me. One guy in particular, a guy called Ty Hawes. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyler uh he kind of played with the Wolfpack, he hung up his boots and he's uh he's kinda of moved into to coach. He's been coaching his team for, you know, the I think the Bow Valley Grizzlies for a couple of years now and or four years, four or five years now, and he's just working really hard. And I think he's a guy that's he's out there trying to improve and trying to better himself. And I think that's uh, massively important that he's trying to get better all the time and in turn his players are getting better because he's learning and growing all the time yeah
2: i'm uh, he's in the level three group with me that um so i've i've uh, bumped into him a few times and he's a good bloke and uh, yeah i look forward to catching up with him next time
0: yeah it's good to see that you know a guy can kind of put that much time and effort into the into learning and developing. and i'm uh, you know, i'm sure he'll yeah, i'm sure he coached our you know u e last year did a great job and yeah you know hopefully he'll uh will be around again this year
2: all right sweet all right well thanks uh thanks very much for for uh, giving up your time from your daddy daycare duties there. Um, really appreciate that. And um, you know, all the best uh, with the upcoming season. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you pretty soon and uh, around, the, around the rugby traps uh, in this country. And uh, yeah, thanks again for giving up your time, mate.
0: Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Really yeah. enjoyed
2: it. Pleasure. All right, thanks, mate. mate. We'll catch you soon. See you, mate. Cheers, mate.
1: Thanks for listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review via iTunes and keep listening for the next episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at rugbycoachscnr or via the website at therugbycoachescorner.com. Until next time, keep sharing ideas to make the game better.